Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Africans Talk Football TV. Um, how's everybody doing tonight? Pretty good. Pretty Very good. good. Cool, man. It's uh coming to the end of January. I feel like we were just talking about the year starting, and I don't know. I feel like this January kind of went pretty quick. A lot of games. We've been talking AFCON. We've been talking the Asian Cup as well. Um, the Premier League is just about to get right back underway. I know there were a few breaks between, you know, a couple of the teams having those extended, you know, holidays, a little 10 day off. But uh, but yeah, we're kind of back into the swing of things. Um, just again, want to say thank you to all of our supporters, all of our friends, all of our fans out there who have been commenting, who have been tapping into our live stream when we do go live. It, it's been fun to interact with you guys, you know, in, in numerous different ways. But um yeah, man, I kind of just want to get right into it again. AFCON, AFCON, AFCON. I feel like that's been how we've been starting off a lot of our, our most recent episodes with the tournament now in the knockout stages. Um, we've seen some good games, man. I know mm -hmm. last week we were talking about AFCON being probably the best or at least the most competitive international tournament outside of the World Cup. And I feel like it's, it's we've just been yeah. seeing more of it, honestly, in these knockout matches. Um, let me let, let me go to the top so we can go to the knockout stages. But we started with, you know, six groups. Uh, unfortunately, Ghana wasn't able to go through. Sorry, Mike. We saw a <laughs> lot of we saw a lot of drama on the last day. I feel mm -hmm. like with, um, of Afcon, certain teams going through and certain teams being knocked out but uh but yeah man so first games of the knockout stage we got angola three nil and then we got nigeria beating cameroon two nil on that first day um honestly that angola match was I, I didn't see much of it but it was crazy two red cards three goals i mean it had a lot that you could ask for um angola kind of quietly just been Moving through the tournament, I feel like no one really, you know, had them as one of the teams to look out for. But if you look at them through their group stages, they, you know, they did really, really well. Um, I believe they're on top of the group with three wins or I believe they had two wins on top of the group. And, you know, now they're pushing on. They see Nigeria coming up in a few days. But anything about that Angola versus, versus Namibia? Yeah, I feel like Angola is the slept the slept on team right now. Nobody's paying attention to them, but we'll get to see them against Nigeria. See if maybe they've had favorable matchups or if it's for real. I think this that should be a really good game. Yeah, I yeah. Think I mean, like when I'm just looking at you know one one against Algeria, which is always a tough matchup, but then mm -hmm. after that three two against. You know, the 3 2, 2 0, and then now they just won in, you know, the knockout stages 3 0. So they've been winning by, you know, good margins. I haven't been able to see a lot of their matches, unfortunately. So I'm actually going to be tapped in to this Nigeria match because just like we said, that same day, Saturday, the 27th, Nigeria played Cameroon, which I believe was a, was a big match. It, I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of people were up for that match, were looking to see some fireworks. And uh, shout out Adamola Lukman. He had a brace, 36th minute, yeah. 90th minute. I feel like he's kind of um, 
I don't want to say reinvented himself this tournament, but he's he's come to the forefront. He's letting people on the world stage know who he is again. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of us know him from his time in the Prem. You know, he was on Leicester. He also played around the league. He was on Everton and Fulham as well, just on loan spells. But I always liked his game. I never yeah. really knew where he would fit in. Now he's in At- Atalanta. Um I'm, I'm just looking at his stats. He's played 56 goals for them <laughs> since 2022, 22 goals. So, you know, you know, 22 wow. goals in 56 games in the league, that's not to go, you know, yeah. that doesn't go unnoticed. So it's good to see him kind of, you know, come back to the limelight. I was actually able to watch a little bit of that Nigeria game um, this past weekend. I saw the second half and I don't know, Nigeria looks solid. Like during the group yeah. stages, I was kind of shook because, you know, Shout out to Poppy again. He was one of the one of the main ones. We'll talk about Senegal later, but he was one of the main ones, you know, talking about Nigeria. Two goals through the group stages, you know, and they were able to go through. And he was telling, you know, our group, they have too much firepower to not to, to only score two goals in three games. Hmm. And, you know, Lookman kind of took it on his shoulders to to start the scoring. Oshiman looked decent as well during that game, at least in the second mm-hmm. half. He looked a little bit more threatening. I know where I was watching it with Mike. Um, Nigeria, <laughs> how do we feel about them, you know, going through to the next round? I think they might be the favorites now. Nigeria just has to keep their composure, you know, win these games, and they could be AFCON champions, to be honest. I mean, we watched it together the whole time. You know I was against them. I didn't yeah. want to see it. But after the game ended, it was kind of like reality set in. Like These guys are actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely the favorites for the tournament right now. Um, but you know, I I, I think um, th- this has just Nigeria written all over it for me. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying to be the to be the to be the favorites on on paper, mm-hmm. best team in the tournament left, and I don't know. Um, I have a slight feeling that Ivory Coast will end up edging them out, but. I think that they'll win on their home turf. But one team I just wanted to give a shout out to is Cape Verde. Um, I think ever since the the, the Ghana game, um, they put me on. I mean, they put the world on notice. Um, definitely Africa on notice, and um, they've had like an amazing group stage. And um, their win against Mauritania yesterday um, definitely sets them up nice going forward. So, shout out Cape Verde. Yeah, shout out Cape Verde. They, you know, we're, we're going to actually get on to them here in a little bit. But the next games, we had Equatorial Guinea, who lost 1-0 to Guinea. And then Egypt, 1-1 match going into extra time. Um, obviously, there was no Mohamed Salah that match. They ended up losing in penalties. Mm. So we got to see Egypt leave. Was this expected after Salah got yeah. injured and you know was yeah. no longer able to go through to the group state or the knockout rounds with them? Yeah, Salah is a big part of uh, their team, and for them to even move on from the uh, group stages, yeah, that was a that was a big miracle for them. And though I think they had a chance against uh, Congo, I don't know. I still kind of wasn't shocked when they were eliminated mm. but even if they would have moved on i just felt like maybe the competition would have been too much for them but yeah so i mean I, part of that team 
Yeah, even with Salah, I thought it was still, it was still kind yeah. of an up, uphill battle for Egypt. So without him, obviously things get a little bit more difficult. But um, yeah, I, I would say definitely, uh, definitely um, a disappointing tournament for them as well too. Especially considering like where that team is at. Um, there a lot of their guys are not getting younger. So um, yeah, I think. Uh, this was definitely a missed opportunity for sure. And hopefully Salah comes back and um, is healthy. He, he can wait until after we play them on. Yeah, you know, I, I hope. Yeah, I hope he's actually back. injured and he's just not going to just hop in. Yeah, because that, that injury was kind of, you know, mm-hmm. it looked like it was one of those let's get him back to England as quick as possible type things, but – <laughs> I won't oh, speak yeah. on it. I won't speak on it. I won't speak oh, on yeah. it. Uh, sure. But yeah, moving forward, right through the rest of the tournament, um, we had some games as well. Hold on, let me go back to Senegal uh, Ivory Coast. Yeah, yeah so th- th- this was the big day. This was Monday. This was yesterday. Uh, Cape Verde going through one nil against Mauritiana. I always yeah, pronounce Mauritiana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then Senegal losing in penalties against Ivory Coast 1-1. Yeah. Um, so far, one of the biggest days of the tournament. We see mm-hmm. the tournament trophy holders with a, I would say, early exit. I mean, I feel like when we were talking yeah. about this in the beginning of the tournament, everyone puts Senegal as, you know, one of those top clubs that would probably be in the finals again. And now we mm-hmm. see them, you know, with a with a very early exit. Do you guys think um, – were you guys able to watch the match first and foremost? Because I wasn't able to watch yeah. the match; only saw highlights. But uh, Mike, what was your big takeaway from the from the match? Big takeaway: um, Ivory Coast just came out and played with just pure passion. Like, to be honest, I felt like Senegal were the better team throughout the whole game. Hmm. But Ivory Coast just did not give up. That's what. That's all it was. They just didn't give up, and. Right when we got to uh, the second half of the uh, extra time, I-, I could feel Senegal was starting to get worried. I mean, the pressure was on them. Ivory Coast didn't really have; they, they shouldn't really be here. They they don't even have a coach. Yeah. Ivory Coast don't even have a coach. I mean, Sadio Mane is still one of the great players. I mean, in Africa. He's probably one of the top, still one of the top players. But they just couldn't get figure it out. And that's what we say about AFCON, man. Anybody can get beat. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was just... Mendy's not a good PK taker. So right when I was like, PKs, I'm like, yeah. I don't he's see not Mendy's good at saving anything. Yeah, he's not saving anything. <laughs> and out of the five, three of them, he didn't even move. So yeah. I'm not I'm not putting this on him. It was a great game, and I felt like, you know, the gods were with you know Ivory Coast. They're the host nation, you know. Yeah, you know, it's always so a little bit of extra. It was kind of nice to see. You know, we're supposed to be here. We're here. Actually, got to win against you know the favorites and the title holders. So yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's it, it's hard. For, it's hard for me to say it's an upset just because mm-hmm. um, they're on like home turf, but. I don't know. I I think for Senegal this is a massive disappointment. Mm-hmm. I mean, favorites in in the, in the tournament, you're almost 
close to flawless in the group stage. Um, and again, I, I, I think um, is this Sadio Mane's last Afcon? Um, well, if 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 I know one thing, he'll 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 come back the next Afcon. If Andre Ayew is still hanging around, for a fact, for a fact, he'll come back. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of their players are in their prime, but they have a very bright future going forward. So yeah. I think that they'll be fine. You on mute, Cornelius? On mute. Yeah, my bad. It's tough, man. You you would love to see, you would love to see Mane. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, seeing the the way he left Liverpool, and we'll get to Liverpool here right in a second. I feel like he didn't get the hero's farewell that mm-hmm. you know he should have he should have received in my opinion um i mean we've talked about it here on the pod i feel like they made a, a business decision between whether keeping salah or keeping mane um you know with salah being a little bit more of a prolific goal scorer they obviously went that route and you know we currently see mane still still on top form but you know obviously plateauing a little bit we can see a, a dip in his game for sure but um, I don't know. I, even when he wasn't on your team, you kind of just have to root for him, especially being yeah. African. You see his humble beginnings, you know, what he's doing off the field as well. You know, he sends mm-hmm. a lot of his money back home to Senegal. He's he's in the streets. He's, you know, building soccer camps and and, and just what he does for, you know, his country is That's just admirable. So I always root for him, you know, and to see him. And we kind of talked about it here on the pod, too. He's kind of the big bro. He's kind of the elder statesman on mm-hmm. the team. A lot of these Senegalese players are very, very young. You know, a lot of 22, 23-year-olds. Yeah. A lot of these guys, you know, idolize him growing up. You got to think about it. Just five, six yeah. years ago when mm-hmm. Klopp and Pep were battling for, you know, Champions Leagues right. and the league titles. They, You know, they were still youngins, whether they were in the academy or they were back home in Senegal. It seems like so long ago. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Five years for a, for an 18-year-old is, is 13. So you got to think about it. Like, you forget Sadio Mane played for Bayern. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, that happened too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he had a little short, short little caveat. Oh, really? I was know, disappointed so. that didn't work out. I was really, yeah, I know, but yeah, yeah, but but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's always good to see those stories. But hey, you know, everyone's always shooting for the king, and when you're at the top, you got to defend your crown. So, you know, Senegal, you know, tough luck to you, but this yeah. is definitely, um, it's definitely something that I think they'll learn from for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then you know to to end it off with our Afcon talk today, we had Mali two one win against Burkina Faso, and then I would say probably the shock of the tournament, South Africa beating Morocco two nil. Um, yeah, and you know I wasn't able to watch it, but uh, apparently a huge miss by Akraf Hakimi on a yeah, penalty man. spot. You know, just twelve paces away from goal, and um, I feel like when you miss a PK like that, especially at the timing. Of when it yeah, happened, there's really, right. no right. mm-hmm. really just no coming back. You know, football is a game of momentum. But for those of you that were able to watch the matches today, um, how did Morocco look? Was it was it always one of those things um, where they looked like they were on? They didn't have uh, just didn't score or they they didn't have Ziyech and uh, Buffal. Those two are out today, so they 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 the attack looked different for sure. Um, they still had their chances. We have to give it to uh, what do you call it, uh, South South uh, South Africa, because 
I mean, South Africa was good, you know, early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, but they haven't been the same. And, I mean, half of these guys still play in South Africa. So it's like a huge upset, huge Mm -hmm. upset. Morocco just has a few guys that just play. I think they said three guys that were on the uh, national team that play in the in their country. Everybody else plays in Europe. So it's it's a it's a big upset. I think this is one of the biggest ones. Cuz Morocco too, you know, apart from the 1-1 draw, they've looked really good. Like yeah. no problems. Yeah. So, you know, big ups to uh, South Africa, you know. They deserve it. They outplayed them, counterattacking football. I mean, they they look so dangerous on the counterattack. It's crazy. They had this one guy. Uh, he's on the left. I can't remember his name. He has, he's a left-footed guy. Huh? Tao? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tao. Tao. That guy's pretty good. Yeah. You know? Tao. <laughs> yeah, they got a few. Tao, Zwani. They, they oh, have a dr- few. On my drive home today, I was actually was like, you know, Cornelius's friend probably might not be wrong. To be no. honest, he might not be. Because it's like, it was a hot take, but as the tournament goes, it's like, yeah, he might be onto something here, actually. I mean, just like the quality of what we're seeing, Absolutely. you know, between yeah. each country. There's no, I mean, we said this last week, right now, there's no real clear cut big team. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw Senegal go down. Mm-hmm. You know, we just saw Egypt go down. So we Morocco's down. You know, it, it's a, it's a bad day for North Africa. They looking real light skin. Yeah, real, real <laughs> light skin. Yeah. No, it's funny you say that though, Cornelius, because like as you're saying that, I'm just thinking it's like we have that perception, or at least everybody has that perception, and rightfully so because they all play, um, you know, mm-hmm. in Europe. They all in play Europe. in like these clubs that are you know not in Africa. So our expectations are like, you know you guys are good enough to play elsewhere so you guys should come here and just kind of mm-hmm. you know what whereas the reality is is hold on a minute you know yeah. these guys are actually and that's the thing i think that's to poppy's point i think like that's the difference between the euros like and afcon because i just feel like you're not going to get no like bro yeah. give me your give me a player from iceland and i'll show you a player from senegal and like I, I, iceland is really. not beating spain like bro, that you know it's yeah. like so things like that don't happen often yeah and that's the, the thing like to i think uh mike said it a few episodes ago like a guy like o- osman 100 million world class you know mm-hmm. world class striker comes here and just looks just like a yeah, just like everybody else, and I mean, and he hasn't even you know really kick started yet, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if he does, Nigeria is going to be a problem, but yeah, I think Morocco uh getting kicked out was also uh um a disappointment. Senegal Morocco was my final, but oh wow, here we are, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I think there was some somebody said something like um, uh, what, what was it that I think eight. Out of the eleven, or in seven out of the eleven, South Africa starters all play for the same club. You know, chemistry has a lot to do with tournaments. You know what I'm saying? And it it brings up a point to to the point where you know how we have the finalissimo. Is that what they call it? The winner of the Euros yeah. versus the winner yeah. of the Copa. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we got the Asian Cup and we got AFCON at the same time. I wouldn't be mad if they started throwing up every single Absolutely. winner in like a round robin. Let's not call it the World Cup, but we can call it the World, the World, yeah, the something. like the the World something. You know, what I'm bro. Saying? They used to have the Confederations Cup. Yeah, I don't know why they took that away. That was dope. That was like that was a good the time, summer right? before World Cup. Mm-hmm. So you have was, all the uh, the champions from every continent. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, I, I, I just wanted to say, I, as an American here, the Confederations Cup was was something because I think in 2008, um, that was when USA beat Spain mm-hmm. um, in the Confederations Cup, and that was like that was a wild day. Um, as an American, <laughs> we ended up losing to Brazil. Um, but you know that that team is that team was interesting, man. Landon yeah. Donovan, Dempsey. Yeah, that, that was that was till this day. Yeah. I still think it's it's been their best team. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, by far, by far. I mean, Boca Negra, Michael Bradley, you know, yeah. guys like Maurice Adu. You know, Maurice. I mean, there was a kid. I was watching uh, the Ghana game my office and the, a kid walked in and he was like, oh you're watching the afcon and he's like yeah. he saw ghana on the tv and he's like i can never root for ghana i'm what? sorry mr golo <laughs> you guys have done so much to us i can just never root for ghana to win <laughs> <laughs> and i was like wow that's hilarious it's actually a thing people actually yeah. remember that yeah no yeah, ghana i mean in the, in the world cup Wow! Yeah, you gotta think yeah. about that, bro. That we missed yeah. the next World Cup, so the U.S. Yeah. hadn't been in a World Cup since, you know, that yeah. the one where Ghana knocked us out mm-hmm. and missed the next one. It's like, oof. Yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah, man. It, it's it's been a it's definitely been an exciting been a good tournament. one. Yeah. Again, I think I, with the way, oh, sorry to cut you up, but with no, the way good. this one has played out, more you know networks will pick it up. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it, I it's a quality so. tournament. Like, the, well, you yes. know, there are moments where it's just oh, like, yeah. you know, you, you question, know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, well, what's going on here, you know? But, but, you know, that's that's, um, th- there is a lot of uh, quality in the tournament, um, and with the players though too. So, um, yeah. more networks need to pick this up. Yeah, it's been tough only having it on BN Sports. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, having to find like a stream somewhere, but um. But yeah, if you can catch games, they've been on BN Sports. Uh, we are now in, you know, the quarterfinals, about to end the tournament here in a few weeks. But there, there have been some great matchups, and you know, it's only getting, it's only going to go get better as we right. get into yeah. the semifinals and then the finals. So if you're able to watch Abcon, definitely tap in. You know, about my, my favorite African winger is probably better than your favorite African, than your favorite <laughs> winger. You know yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a exciting year bro like we're only in january and i feel like just news in general has been kind of wild like from celebrity news just to world news now you know footballing news you know manchester united getting their new guys starting to already make rumblings in the background and then on the forefront you see probably one of the the biggest news of all time you know jurgen klopp man He's leaving. He's leaving Liverpool after, I believe, yeah. what it was, 2015. Is that when he joined? 2000 and 
Yeah, I think so. let me let me fact check. I want to say it's, it's you 15, know it's been about nine years. Um, back when Adam Lallana and the men were in Saho. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like when you think about how long he's been here. Remember uh, was that? Skirtle? Skirtle. Oh my, he yeah. was there forever yeah. until Klopp he was there forever. Yeah, Skirtle, 2015. Daniel Agar. Remember the men? What, what was the Eastern European guy? I forgot his name. Was it Eastern European guy, the, the center back, big dude? I forgot his name. Lovren? Number six, Lovren. Lovren. Oh, Lovren. Dijon. Lovren. <laughs> What's he? Dijon. Yeah, Dijon. Right. Dijon. 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 Dijon Mustard. Yeah, no, they had some players, man. But when you think about it, like 2015, bro, like mm-hmm. 2015 was wild. Obama was still president, bro. Like. <laughs> Like, yeah. think about how long ago that was, you know, almost a full decade. We're here, January 2014. And, you know, what he was able to accomplish, yeah. you know, got them got them the coveted Premier League title that they all had been just yeah. just coveting, bro. They for years and years and years since the Stevie. I, I mean, since the Prem era, they haven't. Yeah, since the Prem era. I mean, but realistically, since that Stevie slip, them, yeah. they've been foaming at the miles bro like you know getting the champions league was good it, it was great it mm-hmm. definitely calmed some nerves but when they when they hoisted that trophy bro i mean there have been lifelong liverpool fans. i'll never forget it the summer after the liverpool won i was um i was traveling somewhere and i'm in the airport and i see a guy just like sporting his liverpool jersey so i talked to him and he ended up being he ended up being English Liverpool fan. Like, you know, you're just sitting at a bar. You don't know. You're just talking to somebody just to talk. And bro, when you, when you just saw the passion, he's like, bro, like I've been waiting, you know, since the Stevie slip. And then I tell him I'm a Chelsea yeah. fan. And he's like, Oh, fuck off. You know, <laughs> yeah. and then it just gets in a conversation. Yeah. But when you see like what Klopp actually meant for that city, yeah. and for that club, I mean, everybody's been saying this since he officially announced it. Um, it's going to be a very, very big void to to fill. Yeah, absolutely. And truthfully, you know, coming from a club where we haven't really had a manager like that. I mean, we've had Jose Mourinho, who's been kind of our guy, who's won mm-hmm. the gambit with us. But we haven't really had a long-standing manager, you know, kind of like how Sir Alex was at United, how Arsene Wenger was at Arsenal, even Pep now at City. And then, you know, Klopp, man, when you look at what he's done for the club, He's going to go down in history as one of the best managers ever. But for Liverpool, I mean, probably one or two. Like, like seriously, you could you could go up there. Yeah. And I know there are some guys back in the day who probably want a little bit yeah. more back when it was just yeah. four clubs in the Prem or whatever you want to call it. But when you seriously look at what he's done in today's modern era, too, how he's never really had any issues with any of his players, like from a managerial standpoint on and off the pitch, never really any issues. He's kind of mm-hmm. one of those managers that's always been like, you know what? If there's an issue that my player that manager that players don't like, as a manager, I'm just gonna take it on the chin. I'll be the guy that gets all the blame for everything that goes wrong. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what you want to look for in a manager. Someone that takes all the heat, gets it away from the players, and just focuses on football. And I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna love to see him go, knowing that you know, Pep said the same thing. I'm gonna sleep yeah. easier at night that you know, Absolutely. knowing that I don't have to face clock over there but at the same time it, you need characters like this for the premier league you need 
characters like this for just to just for entertainment you know what i mean at the end of the day mm -hmm. this is sports this is entertainment and Klopp has been, you know, all of that and him some more, you know, just what he's been able to do, his interviews, kind of how he got fresh on the sidelines. You know, we, we've seen the evolution of Klopp, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like the, the glasses to the non-glasses, you know what I'm saying? He got the teeth fixed up, you know what I'm saying? He, yeah, he, man. He's gone through his eras and it's been cool to see, especially, you know, being in high school through college now and then now as an adult seeing Kind of how he's risen as well from Borussia wow. Dortmund, starting at Mainz to Dortmund to to now Liverpool. It's, it's just one of those things that you know I'll I'll let you guys have your piece, but for me it's going to be sad to see him go just because he really did bring he like like he held up the Premier League standard. Like when you see certain guys go, you you like you wonder like what's going to happen to the league because you don't want the standard to drop. And unfortunately, like it's tough to say, but there's going to be big, big, big shoes to fill, and hopefully, we don't see it drop too much. Yeah, I mean, um, definitely shocking to describe, uh, you know, like the news because I, I, I don't think anyone really expected this, um, especially just because he just signed a deal not too long ago. Um, so um, definitely was unexpected, but. Um, yeah, man, one of the best Premier League managers of the modern era, um, you know, definitely influenced the Premier League and how teams play uh, with his style of play. Um, and, you know, posed the only real threat to to Pep and his team during um, arguably the best, the, you know, the best era a club has ever had in the Premier League. Um, so um, hats off to Klopp. Um, everything that he's done for Liverpool, um, definitely one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, but like Ten Hag said, um, eras come to an end. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, please. Please. I mean, Klopp is one of my probably favorite managers that never managed, you know, my club. And I mean... What Liverpool has been able to do to keep up with City, I can see why he's walking away. And majority of this, majority of the time in situations like this, you don't get to walk away. That's what I was telling Omar. He's choosing to leave at the right time, in my opinion. You've done it. They could possibly win you know, the Carabao, and then probably the Premier League, and maybe even Europa. If he leaves with any of, you know, those trophies, Omar said Omar said he wants the Europa more than anything, because that's the one trophy he lost. Remember the first time he got there? Yeah. So that, it that would, would be, be like, a, yeah. A good you know? ending. And, and I'm like, it, I, I think for a coach Ooh, like him, Omar. I wouldn't have loved to see him fired. So I like the fact that he's walking away on his own. And we're definitely going to miss him. But, man, Liverpool is good. I, I hope the next guy, you know, coming in can pick it right back up. But yeah. I doubt it. It's been fun, Omar. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah, that five-year plan is going to have to. Um... Yeah, when you see Omar, just ask him about the five-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy, bro, is that. Has it been five years? Since? It has been exactly. It's been exactly <laughs> five years. Like, he, he started said that. in what, 2019? 2018, right? Yeah, no, 2019. 2019, yeah. Right before COVID. Five-year yep. plan. 
Mm-hmm. And now, uh, at the end of the five-year plan, Klopp Bobby's leaving. gone, Mane's gone, <laughs> and now Klopp's <laughs> leaving. Wow. <laughs> Virgil, but, too. But what did you guys think about what Virgil said when he was asked, you know, are you going to stick around after Klopp is gone? I thought he bro, gave like, honest the same thing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was, it was an honest answer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it was an honest answer. I mean, he's still in his prime. Um, so, I mean, I, I think like, or at least, you know, maybe not his prime, but definitely like on the, on the decline, but could still play at a high level. Um, so yeah, but I mean, at the same time though, like I think, cause now they're also bringing up like, oh, like his contract, what are they going to do with his contract? Is he going to extend or is he going to, um, you know, run his contract down and, 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 and leave, but I feel like it really wasn't a problem until what two days ago, right? Yeah, and, and this and this is my thing, and of course the the English media loves to twist and turn, and they they try to find you like in a little snafu. But apparently, the team has known, the whole staff has known since November. You know, this is something that Klopp obviously had been thinking about for a minute, and he yeah. didn't want to spring it on the team, and so I feel like. The reason he's telling us now as the public is because whatever is happening in the background is kind of taken care of. The dust is settled. You know, you tell the team in November, whether that be before Thanksgiving or after, you kind of have all your questions answered. I, I'm assuming a lot of these players have also been media trained. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. at oh, the end yeah. of the day, a lot of these guys don't speak English. So the, the English mm-hmm. media be trying to trip you up in some in the way they ask some of these leading questions. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I assume that they probably had like a team meeting where they're like, look, Obviously, once I go in public with this, everybody's going to ask what's next. Kind of just keep it in house. That's kind of how I feel like, you know, things are happening over there because mm-hmm. Virgil's answer was very it was expected. You know, mm-hmm. I'm here for the team now. We have a lot to worry about. The future will reveal itself when that happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they have, they have a lot they could win. potentially. Yeah. yeah. Like at the mm-hmm. end of the day, Klopp said, look. I'm not stepping away because I'm not good at the job. I can do the job. Like I'm doing the job right now. Like let's not get that twisted. I'm stepping away because personally I I'm tired, you know? And and it was very, very interesting because I kind of want to talk about Luis Enrique, who's also announced that he's going to be leaving at the end of this year with Barcelona. Um, Xavi, 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 I'm tripping. Xavi Hernandez Hernandez, who said he's going to be leaving this uh, Barca after this year. Yeah. Um, And I was reading this article because, you know, like I said, it's just been crazy news. You know, in the last week, we've seen rumors that it could be this guy or it could be that guy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Xavi's leaving, Klopp's leaving. What's next with the world state of football? Mm -hmm. And with Xavi, it was interesting because he said something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing, he said, I'm leaving Barcelona because I feel like what I've done at the club has been undervalued. Uh-huh. And I feel like Klopp is the is the exact opposite. He's leaving on his terms. I feel like everything he did with the club, you know, they started off in 2015 rough. You know, oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Liverpool was not great. Like, let's let's be honest. They weren't a for sure top four team when Klopp took over and what he was able to do with them has now brought them to almost shoe in top four team. But with uh-huh. Luis Enrique, he was talking about or Xavi. Xavi was talking about how with Barca. You know, he doesn't feel like he's been valued as much and how, it, it you know, working at Barcelona sometimes becomes, you know, very stressful. You know, you can yeah. 
win the whole lot, but if you don't do one specific thing, you know, they kind of take the losses way more in high regard than the wins. And mm-hmm. it's interesting. I just wanted to pose this question because, you know, no Barca manager in the 2000 era has lasted longer than three years. Or there's only been three. There's been Luis Enrique, there's been Pep, and there's been, uh, I think Xavi right now is at like two two years and eight months or something like that. I think he's going to be the third manager. But what did y'all think about that? Like kind of how managers are expected to do a lot with these high-profile teams and, you know, with managers now, you know, taking their mental health into consideration and stepping away from the game when they feel like it, do you think teams are going to start looking at how they address these things differently? Um, I just think that like this particular situation, um, I can see why he, he, he would feel undervalued. Um, this is probably the, the, the worst era of Barcelona, um, in terms of financially speaking. So, you know, financially they don't have the pool as they used to. Um, I mean, obviously like everybody wants to go play there, but Mm -hmm. I mean, they can't afford anybody. So it doesn't like, you know, when you look at the team now, like he's doing a lot with, and I don't want to say a little, but like when you look at that team, it's like, okay, Lewandowski, I'm sorry. And then you have what? Frankie de Jong. And then you have a bunch of young guys. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like Ronald Araujo. Like, I think that like he's doing a lot with, not that much and i mean and even the people that are being brought in they're not they're underwhelming like jao felix what is he doing rafinha like are you kidding me i told you guys when rafinha went i was like this guy is not very good you know he looks you guys see him on leads and it's just like this is a completely different ball game but anyway i think as it pertains to shavi um I think it's a very tough position to be in. I think that when he mm-hmm. took the job, um, when he did take it, he was signing himself up for a, a very difficult task. In He's won a league. Um, so I, I feel like in spite of all the financial restraints, he still, ha- he still found success. So, um, yeah, I can see why he's feeling um, undervalued, especially because um, – I mean, I feel like the more time goes on, it's it's more and more evident that Barcelona does not have money, so they're not mm-hmm. going to bring in any more people. So, and it's going to be, you know, we need to do this because of that. And like, honestly, if I was him, I'd be like, what's the point? You know, it's hard for him because he's a legend of the club, played there. You know, La Masia, I get it, but nah, man, uh, he is undervalued, and 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 I, I don't blame him. It's a messy situation to be in. No pun intended. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I feel like you said it at the beginning. This is a complete different situation. You know, this is a little bit of the Frank Lampard, but he has the trophies to back up, you know. Um, in an interview, I believe before their game this past weekend, he was saying that, you know, if he doesn't win anything here, he expects, you know, to be fired. And so I wasn't – I was a little – Cut off guard that you know he he's stepping down, but then again I feel like he's being realistic. You know, all Barca fans I know do not like Xavi. They don't think he's a good manager, which is surprising to me because he's he's won you trophies since yeah. he's been there, and he hasn't been there that long. So it's 
like you said, financially, they've had a hard time putting together the type of teams they usually put together. I mean, look at Real Madrid and look yeah. at Barca in recent years. I mean, it's it's not even close. So for him to step down, I, I, I respect it. But, I mean, I don't know. It, it just I, – I just didn't see it turning around for the long term. So it makes sense to me. They're yeah. the United of Spain, man. I swear they're the United of Spain. Oh, yeah. Completely just blew their money, and now it's just like you have this historic institution, and you're just looking at it, and it's like they're out of everything, right? Like they're they don't yeah. they don't have everything. I mean, their game. Did you see the highlights to their last game when they gave up two goals in the? We we watched that game. time. Yeah. Oh my god, that, that, it was, it's like yo, what are you guys? This is like, and it's tough because. Frankie I mean, Young, Barcelona actually, too is like there's a pedigree yeah. with that. Like, yeah, yeah. One to like, lose five three, but just the goals you you yeah. let in, like the, bro, the way you lose too, you know, says a lot. And I personally also think his voice is not doing enough anymore in that locker room. You know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of guys there that are not happy. Gundogan, I mean, has made it clear that he's not happy there. Yeah. Look at the uh, De Young situation. Yep. There's been so many instances where it just things haven't gone right there. Kessie came out and spoke about it. You know, nobody talks to him when he was there. Like, so yeah. I think that locker room itself, he's lost the locker room. And yeah. I respect him, you know, for seeing that and being like, okay, I'm going to walk away. Yeah. I mean, and it's tough, man, especially nowadays because. You know, we look at these guys as like you know, as what they were as 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 players, and you know, exactly. when it doesn't mm-hmm. work out, it's yeah, it, it, it's it's sad, definitely. Yeah, I mean, speaking about these guys, Xavi, we talked about Klopp. Obviously, we talked about Pep a little bit. You know, as far as managers in this Klopp era, you know, Pep era, let's just call it the 2010s till now, the last 15 years or so. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you look at all the managers that have stepped in the premier league we put in Klopp top five yeah, yeah. i put him top five i mean my top five would be sir alex pep jose ancelotti Fenger, Klopp. and then yeah I, I agree with that list i think it's a yeah. fair list ancelotti i I like it, but I don't know. Nah. Not what he yeah. in the Prem. Like, I don't think he's really. He, he won a Prem, but the guys did, on the he, list. He did win a Prem. He did win a Prem. Yeah. I mean, you could you could throw Conte in there, but I mean, he just won one. So I don't know. Yeah. Klopp I just, won I one, but he's also won, you know, Champions League. Klopp would have. He would have won so many had he just not been in the same it, exactly as Pep era as as, as Pep. Mm-hmm. So I mean, definitely top five uh, manager of Easy. the Premier League for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to see a prime Jose versus Klopp. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. showdown. And that that would be that'd be like Tuchel versus Conte, like 2.0. Absolutely, because <laughs> two different personalities for sure. Um, what what would you say his best team was? What was Jurgen Klopp's best Liverpool team? Twenty twenty. 
Yeah. That 19, 20, and then 20, 21. Okay. Those two years, yeah. So then who who would you say Jose's best team was? Oh, Jose probably 04, 05. Yeah, I was going to say his first stint. And then probably uh, 2009-2010. Was that the year you guys conceded what, like 13 goals? 15, yeah. So who's winning, that Liverpool or Chelsea? That that, that Chelsea team or that Liverpool team? Wow. Um, If we're at home, we're winning. You guys didn't really concede. We didn't. We didn't concede for real. Yeah, but Liverpool. But, this, but Liverpool always Wembley. scored. Liverpool <laughs> always it, scored. That yeah, team always scored. Is that Wembley? Like somewhere neutral? Yeah, they. I don't know. Yeah, because you know Liverpool. I probably would have gone with that Chelsea team because we just had a lot of guys that could have, you know, stopped Salah. You know, neutralized half of these guys. I would have. Drogba. I'm going with that Chelsea team. Yeah. Drogba versus Van Dyke. Oh yeah, prime. <laughs> oh yeah, prime. Oh yeah. Drogba win against what's it called? Vidic and Ferdinand and oh yeah, Sol Campbell, Ledley okay. King, all these guys. He he went against them, so I'm yeah. definitely giving Drogba the nod. All right. Well, since we're on Chelsea. Well, let's talk about your guys' uh, <laughs> was it draw versus Newcastle? No, I'm sorry, Aston Villa, right? Aston Villa, yeah. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it, to be honest. It wasn't a great match. <laughs> Both teams had chances to win. Again, Cole Palmer with another chance to to put a game away. I don't want to say put a game away, but give us the lead kind of early, and just uh, kind of squandered it. We had a few chances like that in the second half as well, where I feel like we squandered it. Just very, very good chances in the box, and we weren't able to put them away. I mean, this is it's it's a Chelsea that we've known of this year. Like they're not gonna, you know, they're very, very young and they're immature in the league where they they don't realize that moments like that can change the mm-hmm. entire match, can change an entire season, can change an entire month. Um you know, at the end of the day, we're still in a lot of different competitions. We're still in FA Cup, still in Carbaro. We have the final next month. And, you know, we're still we're, we're still arguably in the league. If we get a win, you know what I'm saying? Tomorrow we jump from 10th place to 7th place. A draw mm-hmm. puts us in 8th. You know what I'm saying? With, what, 16 games left in the season? So it's not the cap. <laughs> it's no cap, man. It's no, straight numbers. Chance. Numbers, you know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. So you could go look at the table and – you know, do the math yourself, but stop the cap. You're looking at a little bit. You're looking at a little bit over halfway through the season. Um, I feel like this th- that match against Aston Villa was a momentum game. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like if we would have won that game, it it would have been very very good. I would have felt a lot better coming into this, into this match yeah. against Liverpool. I mean, we've been talking about mm-hmm. it all year. Like every week, yeah. we come in here and we say, look. January is by far our easiest run of games until we mm-hmm. see Liverpool. You know, the Aston Villa thing kind of came up by luck of the draw, but mm-hmm. until we yeah. saw Liverpool, we had very, very favorable matches all of January. And so far, we've gotten basically max points. So mm-hmm. for me, and I'm looking at Chelsea, I, I, I feel confident. But when, you know, you see a game like Villa on your schedule, and then specifically today when you saw how Villa struggled against Newcastle at home, 
it's one of those things where it's like, well, you know, Newcastle also has a lot of injuries, but they were able to put three on this Villa team at home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm looking at Chelsea. I'm looking at Newcastle. I'm kind of looking at where we are on the table, where we've looked for the last two, three weeks. And I would say we're a better team than Newcastle right now. But somehow mm-hmm. we weren't able to convert at home mm-hmm. against a, a Villa team, you know, that was pretty much at full strength. So it's tough to see a draw like that. It was good to see Chile stretch his legs a little bit. I think that having him in our lineup makes us a lot more offensive. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of just, I don't know. It was one of those games that made me uneasy. It wasn't great yeah. to see us draw at home, but I wasn't so mm-hmm. mad about it. I was more so just like, well, what does this mean for Liverpool? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think you pretty much said everything. Um, Villa haven't been really that good recently, and I thought we could, you know, catch them, but we have to go play another game. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, you said everything. Um, it seems like the guys are starting to come back around, but this has been our story this season. We're just not clinical. And we've had that issues for years now, but this year we're young. And it's even more glaring than usual. I mean, Palmer could have scored. Somehow just didn't put it away. And I don't know. Senegal is out now, so Jackson is coming back. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm very confident. I know we have a lot of guys that we called back from uh, loan that uh, apparently we're keeping all of them, you know, to boost the team. So we'll see what happens with some of these young guys. But I like what we're doing. Just don't go to Liverpool and embarrass yourselves. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, if I were a betting win, which we'll we'll give our picks at the end of the episode, I'd bet the draw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last seven has been a draw. So, but um, but yeah, man, the way Liverpool has been on a tear right now, don't want to see them at Anfield. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, Arsenal. So Arsenal played today. Very, very um. The, the first half was was kind of deceiving. I feel like Nottingham Forest played very well in the first half. And then, you know, second half, Frost will, will always show themselves. Mr. Matt Turner. Close your legs, sir. Um, I don't know. It, it, when, you, when you get a goal score like that, I feel like as a defender, as a team, you kind of just like, well, that's it. And, you know. Gabriel Jesus with a goal and an assist today. Saka with a right foot goal. Good for Jesus. I, I, you know, he Gabriel's been very, very critical of him. And I know he's not here tonight, but it was good to see Jesus get back, you know, on the going on on the goal sheet and um added an assist as well. A very good counter. Saka I would too. Saka you too. know what I'm saying? Saka, I feel like needed that goal. He's it's been a little drought. And, <laughs> and more so than just goals. This team needs to get their confidence back if they want to win the yeah. league. Like, like, let's be honest. Liverpool is top of the league. City is coming. Mm-hmm. That's just it is what it is. And with this announcement, you know, these Liverpool cats are going to be playing for Klopp for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. and they low key already have been. Now it makes more sense seeing why their what? last couple yeah, of months they've been on juice because mm-hmm. they've internally known what it is, you know, since November. So now seeing why they're playing with a little bit more, you know, pep in their step no pun intended, it's kind of like, 
Yeah. Yo, this is going to be one of those Premier League seasons where it's going to come down to the wire. And if Arsenal doesn't continue to rack up wins like this, you know, even when you don't have the greatest of a, a full 90 minutes, you got to get the you, you got to get the win. So um, I was able to watch some of the match. Were you guys able to watch the match? What do you think about Arsenal? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you hit the you said it. They have to find their confidence and this win. Even though it wasn't that big, apparently they haven't won at uh, the city stadium in wow. the 21st century. So this was like the first win in a long time at Forest. So I don't know. This was a definitely, even though it wasn't you know that big of a team, this was a big win for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, close the gap. You know, don't fall too far behind. Yeah, I, I felt like they were fairly even for large amounts of the game. I think second half, I mean, the 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 first goal went in, and then, like, I don't know. It just seemed as if, like, they just kind of, like, lost hope, and they just switched yeah. off. But um, that's what good teams do. Like, even when it doesn't look like, you know, the prettiest, they got the three, the three points. And for them, that's the most important. I thought, um, like you said, Cornelius, Jesus getting his goal was, was, was good. Um, I think even for Saka too. I mean, for him to get a goal and just to kind of, you know, continue on what's been a good season for him, um, I think is is hopefully will be good for him and them going forward. Um, yeah, I mean, they got some big games coming up, so I, I'm curious to see uh, um, what they look like. Um, thoughts on um, ESR start today? Did you guys uh, see anything there? Mike, you're on mute. Uh, nah, I mean, that's a it kind of it kind of was like, uh, okay, this is why you don't play, or oh, is it just because you're rusty? You, you're not, nah. you haven't been playing, so this is why you're playing this way. But I mean, he he tried, but he wasn't like you, you're player. selling. Yeah, he he wasn't <laughs> yeah, he was selling. Good. You're definitely Zinchenko, selling. another one, just kind of off today, but. Yeah, what was his little know. feud with Ben White at the end of the game? Did y'all see that? Yeah, I, I don't know. There, there has to have been something. I, don't I think know. he said something. I mean, like it just—it's every week though. I—I I, mm-hmm. I can see it though. It's just kind of like, yo, you just keep getting beat. Like, because mm-hmm. because I, I get it. As a defender, you take pride in clean sheets. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know to get kind of give up that goal and, I mean, forget the clean sheets. Obviously, you know it's a threat to three points at that point, but. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think it, it, it's very obvious. I mean, Gabriel said it. We all know it. We've known it. Zinni <laughs> one, Vinny Zinchenko one on one is is yeah, is easy. barbecue chicken. Yeah, barbecue. I chicken. like my chances <laughs> to be honest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. I mean, they got they have guys coming back too, so they just have to really keep winning if they want to be in this title race i personally don't think they're in a title race but we'll see i mean city has two games in hand those are not guaranteed wins so we can't just you know just write arsenal off this was a good win for them to you know keep the gap close yeah no i i disagree mike it's definitely a title race i mean gabriel would sit here and say you know if they don't get a striker they're not going to win the league I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do believe in that with a little bit of heart, but at the end of the day, like you guys did it all last year, led the league with no real striker. So I'm not trying mm-hmm. to hear that same excuse now that, sure. oh, we needed a striker. We didn't get one. Well, 
you, you know that. So you're going to have to adapt. Like that's what your manager yeah. is there for to put you guys in the best position to win with the tools he has at his disposal. Yeah. You know, if you don't get a Phillips screwdriver, go ahead use that flathead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like at the end of the day, you got to use what you got. And so yeah, for them to win points, like I think that's where last year they, you know, last year towards the middle of the season, they went on a run where they, mm-hmm. you know, they were really, 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 really good. And then they kind of, fell out at the end, whether it was burnout, whether it was Saliba, whether it was whatever you want to blame it on. I think now they kind of understand that burnout isn't an option if you want to win the league. And so games like today were last year, maybe they escaped with a draw. You know what I'm saying? I think today they just have to do what they need to do to win. And I mean, look, they're two points behind Liverpool. Even if City do win their two games in hand, they'll be three points behind City. So it's still within one game margin, you know, they're, they're definitely in a race. And so I, for them right now, it's just to continue to get three points every time they're on the pitch. Yeah. Which is a difficult task. <laughs> it is. No, it definitely is. But I, I do want to say, you know, shout out to Luton today because it's been a, yeah. it's been a rough first half of the season to them and they were able to put four. I know we yeah. didn't have this, you know, on, on the docket, but four, man, and I'm not gonna hold you. When have they ever scored four? When, when <laughs> no. bro, in the Premier League, first and foremost, I haven't been to Premier mm-hmm. over 30 years, so or over 20 years, so I don't even know if they scored four. But bro, I was looking at the game because you know I get alerts on my phone and it said Adebayo goal one minute, <laughs> second minute. And then oh, that first yeah. minute goal, have you has all have has you always wondering what happened? You're like, bro, what happened? <laughs> what happened that first? Yeah, minute? you know, I, I put my phone second. down. Two minutes later, all Benny goal, third minute, two nil Luton. So I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. I'm That's in the cool. office, but let me go ahead and get Peacock on, put my little earphones in. Yeah. And so you know, Peacock lets you scroll back to the beginning of the match. Yeah. And shout out to Luton, man. They were. Pressing. I'm talking yeah. about like from the first whistle, the press was crazy <laughs> yeah, to man. the point where Brighton, Brighton low key look off like they, they look taken off guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the pitch, you can see the players like passing it back kind of lackadaisical. Yeah. And you're getting rushed at like this, like this. You know, when you, you know. Oh, yeah. Yo, yeah. Where, where, where was the game at? You know, in, in the game was at Luton. Sometimes when you think it is just like an easy It was at Luton. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> and the team sprinting? Bro, that's why I was saying early in the year, man, when we were going to Luton, I'm like, bro, I don't know if we can win there. Like, I was surprised we got out of that. Remember that game? 3-2? Somehow we escaped. They didn't put the third goal in. So... I'm so happy for them out of relegation, bro. Yeah, man, out of relegation. And today was a big day, you know. Um, They needed, like, every team they needed to lose lost, Mm -hmm. and they did exactly what they had to do. And, you know, four goals, it might not seem crazy because their goal differential is still at minus 10. But at the end of the day, them goal differential is going to be what propels you, you know, whether to relegation or not. You know, they're now Mm -hmm. sitting 17th place. Nottingham Forest, you know, has minus 13. So if it comes down to one of those two teams, you know, they have the goal differential currently. They just need to get the points. So it's tough. Everton currently at 18th place with 18 points. Again, they got the point deduction at the beginning of the season. So that's why they're down there. 
19 points, Nottingham Forest, 20 points. And Brentford, you know, Aaron, Ivan Tony is back, but they're still not out of the woods yet. I know they have a few games in hand, Mm -hmm. but, you know, relegation, Mm. that third spot is still up for grabs, you know, and no one's going to get relegated. Boy, what? Oh man! I've been Tony going for thirty back. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, I, I just wanted to say shout out Luton just because today was a massive win. I mean, the first two goals were straight up off of them pressing and the defenders making a mistake. Or I believe one of them was they try to pass it through the middle, easy mm-hmm. takeaway, and they countered with five because they already have four people up there. It's like it's crazy when you see tactics that work especially yeah. exactly how they're supposed to work in the beginning of a match. Cause there's no way Deserby thought he was going to be down two nil within the first five yeah. minutes of the match. And that switches up the whole game plan. They never recovered and they lost by four. You know, this is going to be one of those matches that, you know, all this Deserby hype, they're talking about who's going to get this new, mm. man, this, this mm. is a L on your jacket dog. Like <laughs> this is a big, big L on your jacket. Overrated. Yeah. I'm so glad I wasn't going to go overrated, but this Deserby hype. Bro, is he's quite had some down. bad losses this he season. He has some bad L's this season. This yeah. season. And I'm talking. So we don't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was funny. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but we, we need to talk about Deserby, this guy. Uh, I still think he's a good manager. I wouldn't say he's overrated. But some of these losses. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Big losses, too. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it just comes with it, man. I think that the unpredictability of the Premier League, you know, a- any game, anybody can get got. I think um, to Cornelius's point about Luton's start, I mean, I think for them to just completely blitz them in the first Five minutes of the game they got a goal and they created a few chances from it man so yeah. i mean i don't know playing out luton's a it's a tricky place man it's a tricky it's a place nowadays man i swear they'd be catching them at the bar they'd be catching them laughing at the <laughs> bar that's what happened man. yeah yeah luton man i told cornelius it looks like a part of like uh uptown mike you remember oh, yeah. uptown and then you just pop over and it's like it's like you know remember the alley to go the alley, like like, like yeah. Yeah, and like oh, just come man. through here and then you turn left and that's the stadium. It's just you're in the stadium. And that's the thing. A lot of teams like you'll play down, you know what I'm saying? Depending on where you're at, you'll play to the level. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the times the mentality, you know, because the Premier League is fortunate to have some of the best facilities, you know, in the world. Yeah. And even, you know, some of these lower teams, even somewhere like Brentford, who just came to the Prem, they still have very, very good facilities. But when you look at a team like Luton Town, who had been down in the depths of the English, you know, mm-hmm. football tier, and now how they've gotten their way all the way to the, the pinnacle, the Premier League, but they still don't have the facilities that a lot of these other mm-hmm. teams have. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you go there, you, you know, you, you don't, think it's it doesn't feel like a premier league game you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying it feels like a fa cup match or maybe yeah. a car borrow match where you're playing somebody mm-hmm. on the lower tier and they looking at you like bro come over here we gonna <laughs> everything we got you know what i'm saying <laughs> we, we we asked sally May to drag you know, some, some beans and pie before the match you know they're, they're <laughs> you're doing potlucks before the match they're handing mm-hmm. you know whatever yeah. so 
for them, this is this is the press. Like yeah. they, this is what they fought for. This is what they wanted to get to, and now they're here and they're taking every single game. They're they're not taking any single game for granted. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. They're going 110 percent every match, and even though the quality is not there for a lot of these guys, it's clear you can get caught. And so mm-hmm. it's cool to see what Luton does. Um, honestly, I would love to see them stay up in the prem. Me too. Uh, I would love to see them. It, stay. It's just a cool story, you know. It's a team that I know Chelsea probably can beat. <laughs> so <laughs> for me, whenever we get to see them on our schedule, but you know, all jokes aside, it's it's stories like this that keep watching yeah. the game entertaining, more fun. You know, what I'm saying just like Salam mm-hmm. said, anybody can get beat in the prem, and this mm-hmm. is becoming one of those places where you don't want to go. You know, Brentford Absolutely. just came into the Premier League a few years ago. No one wants to go to Brentford, you know, Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Historically, one of those places you don't want to go, and now they have money. No one mm-hmm. wants to go to Newcastle. Luton, it seems like yeah. you're playing at your middle school. Nobody wants <laughs> yeah. to go. And so, like, the Premier League is getting back to that era back in the 2000s where it's like, all right, obviously they're the top teams, but, mm-hmm. you know, you, you might get a little you, – you might yeah. get a little – you can get caught in that <laughs> you know what I'm saying it might get a little tough going to some of these sides on a on a Tuesday night, on a Wednesday mm-hmm. night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's cold outside. Some of these guys are just coming off work. They just stopped at the pub and now they're going home. Hey, let's let's watch a Premier League match, you know? So <laughs> so yeah, man, it's been cool to see. But but yeah, a lot of stuff's going on. The Premier League is back. Um, let's get into some predictions. We got some games no, tomorrow. United. We forgot Rashford. Don't let oh, him go. We, no. Talk, oh yeah, Let, let's talk about Young Rashi out here acting like uh, Billy Manzel. He's a disgrace. That's what it is. A disgrace. <laughs> Young Rashi, man. It seems like whatever happened happened, and uh, they took care of it internally. But Salam, would you do us the pleasure of? Um, Letting us, giving us a little bit more insider info on this delightful story. Yeah, I mean, he um, uh, was reported, I guess, uh, the night before training. He was out um, in Belfast. He wasn't even in the country. Um, so I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah. I'm not quite sure what happened uh, or why he thought that that was a good idea, but um, here we are. Um, I think it's a shame. I I, I think um, obviously, like you know, players go out. Like I'm not asking you not to go out. I mean, that's just a part of um, just like life. You can you know do whatever you want to do, but I just you know I I just think that it's just hard. Like you know, just to think about. This is a guy from the academy. Like he's one of the senior players there at the club at the moment. Like you know that like we're going through a very tough time like right now. Like we have been, and 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 right now as like one of the senior players, um, someone who like I guess, in my interpretation, like understood you know what it meant to be you know a United player. I I just like you don't feel that responsibility. It just doesn't feel. Just doesn't seem like he cares. And I mean. I mean, just to, to kind of keep it brief, um, I think everything that needed to happen um, with the Rashford with the Rashford situation happened. Um, he was suspended for the Newport game. Um, I don't really see any point of suspending him um, anymore um, at this point, especially just 
where we are in the season. I think that we need him uh, in order to be, uh, you know, productive going forward and so that we can get as many points as we can. And, you know, in, in spite of everything, we're a better team with him. Um, so from now until the end of the season, I say stick with him. And then in the summer, sell him because he clearly doesn't want to be here. So, um, and to be honest with you, it just hasn't worked out. He hasn't really, um, you know, fulfilled his end of the bargain after he's gotten the contract. And I told you guys, I said, like, one of the, I'm, I'm very afraid and very curious to see, like, what happens to him, like, when he gets the contract. And here we are, you know, and yeah. So, all right. So, I mean, let's be honest. This is one of those matches where he knew he wasn't going to play, bro. At the end of the, like, I, I mean, I, I hear you. I think this story is only blown up because we got caught. And yep. in this day and age with social media, with camera phones, you just got to be careful, bro. You kind of have to, you, you, you got to be careful, crazy. though. You, you knew it. He was wearing all white. Like, 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 like he wasn't not trying to get caught. Like, what do you mean? He, he, he is in 2024. He knows what it means to, to be around cameras and all that. I, I don't think it's about that. I think this is a fundamental, like, I think he just doesn't like care. And, that, and that's fine. Like, you know, well, it's not fine because he's our, yeah, no, I, mean, it's not I, common, I, I mean, I feel like he knew that this was one of those games player. he could get away with not playing. No, but bro, he's our highest paid player. And he knows at the end of the day, um, the manager, he's one of the manager's favorites. So it doesn't really matter what he does. He's going to know that he's going to be able to kind of get away with whatever because this isn't the first time that he's done this. You know what I'm saying? Like been late or not came to training. Yo, he 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 went out two nights in a row. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even like if it was the one night, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is like, you know, mm-hmm. Everybody has one of those. You know, okay, I've, I've been there. But two nights in a row, <laughs> you went the second night too. So I mean, I just think um, there's no point in suspending him. We need him uh, right now. We don't really have anybody else in those positions, especially because Palestri's on on going on loan. Ahmad Ahmad is back. He can't get a game against Newport yeah. County. So yeah. at this point, um, you know, I really don't know like what what's going on there. I think. Yeah. Ten Hogs man management is just it is what it is, man. Obviously, you know, and think about that. Like, think about what Rashford did and think about why Sancho is mm-hmm. in Germany right now. And it's just like, you know, he Rashford knows at the end of the day, like, we can get away with it. So it doesn't really matter. He's he's Marcus Rashford. Oh, he has to just apologize. He's not going to though. I don't I don't I don't think he I don't think he No, no. I, don't think, I really don't think he I don't know. I mean, that's the only thing Sancho didn't do. <laughs> but Sancho didn't need to apologize. But, but Sancho's thing was like towards like the actual, like, I don't know, bro. Like this guy. Yeah, man. For me, what this tells me is that this manager is losing. It. He doesn't have that fear in the locker room where, or I would say respect. Would it? Would you say respect? I mean, I would say respect. Yeah. I mean, come on. Rashford, at this point of his career, th- these are not things y'all should be going through. But we forget. He's still young, you know? He's 27. Still young. But 
He's 27. Like, yeah, what do you mean? He's closer than 30. What do you mean? Like, what do you, He's in his prime right now. I, I get it. But this it's is just prime. like. That's what I'm saying. He just got caught. Like, you can't be That's what I'm game. saying. This is not this. Even even that Newport game, that was a slap on the wrist. He knew, look, yeah. at the end of the day, if I get in trouble for this, I got to play. Thing, Cornelius, you, you said that he knew he didn't have to play. What do you? As if you're a player who has been in, 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 in crazy form. Yeah. form. <laughs> you haven't scored. Like, you haven't. I, I think, well, he scored. He scored. Mm-hmm. But like, you he haven't played good. well. You, you haven't really developed, you know. We have a new striker in. Maybe this is a game where we can kind of an easy game where we can just build kind of yeah. yeah build something, create chances, and see the ball go into the back of the net. No, this like I, I don't think that like he sees like I don't think he cares to be very honest with you. And I think that this is a product of the club and the fans because you know we've created this monster. So like it's just you know, and we re- we rewarded him with a three hundred plus That's k true. a week. Uh, contract. So I mean, we're just gonna have to hold it. But like I said earlier, from now to the end of the season, play him, deal with whatever you have to deal with. Um, I know for a fa- I'm calm about it because I know Omar is watching, Omar Barada is watching, and to be very honest with you, like I these these guys are gonna get you know these some of these some of these people out of here. Which is a, which is why another reason why I think it's crazy he's moving the way he's moving. Like this is a a chance for something new, and you clearly just you don't see the picture at all because you just you know. But yeah, man, let's get into predictions. Yeah, let, let, let's get it to it. So, um, hmm, Chelsea tomorrow we see good old Liverpool. Um, it's gonna be a doozy. At the Anfield, like I said, if I was a better man, I would say take the draw. But right now, I really don't have that much faith in my Chelsea team, um, especially coming off that draw against Aston Villa. But mm-hmm. the one thing I will say about this year is Pep has always, or Pep, Pochettino has gotten these guys up for the big matches. Whether, you know, I don't know what it is, but for some reason against the top four, top six, we have very, very good matches. So for me, you know, I would say take the draw. Um, <laughs> Is I, don't, that I, I don't I don't see us winning. I, I do see a situation in which we can win. But based on how I've seen how, the, you know, the, the lack of players being clinical in the box, this is going to be a game of few chances, I believe. And we haven't been a team that's been clinical enough to convert on our few chances. We need seven, eight chances to score. It's been clear. For me, I think that it'll be a close match. Um, And hopefully we can, we can get it done. Yeah. I'm going zero, zero. I don't expect goals in this game. If there are goals, we're probably going to lose. Wait, so you don't, (laughs) If there are any goals, you don't think it'll be from you? No, no. I think we can score. Like, like let's let's not oh, get who, it twisted. Who, who's gonna score? CP. Oh, okay. It's still <laughs> cold outside. Baby. I mean, Damn. Kunku is back, so I know we have reinforcement on the bench. But like, I don't, I don't see us scoring really in this game. I think it'll be tight. There'll be chances, but I think it ends zero zero. 
Yeah, I mean, just in the past with us in Liverpool, it's been a lot of zero zero. Yeah, draws. So I would again, our betting man, I'd say yeah. take the draw. Mm-hmm. Um, we play uh, Wolves um, at the Molyneux on Thursday. Mm. Um, you know, I don't want to be overreactionary, but I really think that this is up until this point the biggest game of our season. Um, and the reason why I say that is because right now we're on 32 points. Um, if we win, we'll be at 35. And that'll kind of put us in, in into that sixth spot. Yeah, um, sixth, you know, that fight for sixth place, sixth, seventh place. And um, I think, um, you know, three points would definitely be a big boost uh, towards that. And hopefully um, – you know, like with the new movement that's going on, uh, and the like with the board and everything, getting Champions League would be a getting Europe would just be a big plus. So hopefully, we can get into Europe at this point. That's what my goal is. Um, even the Conference League, I'll take the well, yeah, I mean, I'll take the Conference League at this point, but um, yeah, my um. Here we go. I guess my lock of the week is going to be this game actually right here. Um, A United win? No. Rasmus Hoyland, anytime goal scorer. Okay. My man will score. And you know, you know what it is. I also just wanted to say shout out to Rasmus Hoyland too, because that goal that he got, he had to fight for that. He mm-hmm. had to fight for that goal. You know what's crazy? My life, I had to fight. (laughs) Anthony had more shots than him. Garnacho had more shots than him. Bruno had more shots than him. He had. Mm -hmm. He was fourth in shot, and that's our nine. And again, people say, you know, double. All those guys should be should be creating for him. Yeah, and that's fine. It's okay. (laughs) Shoot or shoot, man. That's all Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say. Shoot or shoot. You gonna get all right. My lock for the week is uh, West Ham over Bournemouth. Wow. West Ham over Bournemouth. Yeah. Okay. I have – I want to look at the line so I could could maybe move it. But I have Atleti over Rio Vallecano. Um. Cornelius with this sophisticated mm. pick. It's not it's even a sophisticated hipster. pick. Atlet- uh, Atletico yeah. Madrid in the Spanish league. These again, shout out Griezmann, man. He's been on a mad thing. So I gotta shout yeah. him out. Yeah, he's, he's been he's going crazy mm-hmm. this last month. Um yeah. <clears throat> Atleti is minus 220. I'd even say take them take, take them minus a half. <laughs> take them minus a half. It doesn't matter. <laughs> At home, Atleti. Okay. Well, there you have it. Need the max win. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Let us know how these picks are. Uh, I work working, working out. out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Let us know. But um, yeah. You guys have any shout outs before we wrap up? Yo, Cape Verde. Shout out to Cape Verde, man. Keep doing the thing. Shout out to Adebayo getting a, I believe his first hat trick in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, yeah. 
Yeah, shout out Luton, man. The crazy story. I, I I'm I'm actually rooting for them now. I know I have them going down in my predictions, mm-hmm. but I actually am rooting for them now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shout That's out. Right. Uh, Shout out Rasmus. I don't know. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say shout out Rashford, man. Just shout, hopefully you know, get your mind right. Man. Get, your, get your mind right. Oh man. Oh brother. But yeah, so the, the FCON final is next Wednesday, February seventh. Yeah. We'll probably hop hop on before then. So we'll mm-hmm. have uh we'll have our takes on these quarter and semifinal yeah, matches. We'll join too, for sure. Right. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll ha- hopefully we'll have some some other Poppy. guests we can talk about special guests, you know, yeah, man. About Mother Africa for sure, right. yeah. But uh, yeah, as always, appreciate everyone for tuning in and uh, good luck to you and your.